Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Soul Talk. This is your host, Katie. And your co-host, Brooklyn. We're super happy to have you guys back, and we're excited to just dive into this next episode that we've prepped and prepared with all of you in mind. It's just been something I feel like God has really been speaking to both Brooklyn and me, and we think it's something that we can all relate to, and honestly, we just want to dive into it together. But before we dive into it, Brooklyn, how are you doing this morning? Overall, I've had a really great week. Me and Katie actually did a Soul Talk photo shoot. That was so much fun, and I'm just like really excited to share those on Instagram, and I've just loved all the conversations that we've had through our DMs or through like our private messages. It's just been really encouraging to hear from all of you. The interaction we've received from you girls have been so encouraging. This is like the whole heart behind Soul Talk was to connect with all you girls and to just build a community. We created this in hopes to encourage you guys, but you in return have like encouraged us so much by just all the things that y'all share that God's doing in your life or whatever it might be like it's just been really fun so I don't know I've I've in a happy mood today me too and (laughs) really you guys if you ever feel led to feel free to leave us a review or any type of message just means the world to us just to hear what's on your heart so I just wanted to leave that as a reminder if you have anything to share with us we'd love to hear from you absolutely but Katie what about you did you have a good week Oh my gosh, yes. You know, despite the weather, I'm so looking forward to sunny days, but it's just been a lovely week. We had a photo shoot last weekend, which was so fun. Um, And then kind of going in from that, I feel like this week's just kind of been busy, but doing all the right things, just kind of checking some stuff off. So I feel good. Good. I'm happy to hear it. And I'm really excited just to dive into this next episode. If you haven't already, go back, listen to part one of our identity series that we started on the last episode. In that episode, we really just wanted to lay a foundation of who God says that we are. And it was so good. I feel like even God spoke to my heart in that episode of just reminding ourselves, what does the scripture say about our identity, who God's created us to be? And so now today we're rolling on to part two. In part two, we're going to be discussing how to conquer the identity thieves that we are faced with. And that could look like so many different things depending on who you are and what you've been walking through. But really that looks like the struggles that we face of kind of being pulled away from that identity that God has for you. The thing is, is the enemy does not want you to know who you are. Once you grasp who you are and who God's created you to be, you are a a threat now. And so the enemy wants to keep you from that identity. He wants to distract you or to just take you away from the plans that God has for you. And that's the thing is we want to live out of that true identity that God has for us. Because like we talked about on the last episode, that's where we find our true life. And that's where we truly are able to honor the Lord with our lives. That's the last thing that Satan would want for us to do. And so today we're going to be discussing the different areas that we might find ourselves struggling in to live out of that identity. Absolutely. And when we're thinking about it, it goes back to just that key reminder of we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and to make sure that we're taking care of our soul in the way that even we discussed in our very first season, soul care. And when we're doing that, our identity is secure. Our mind is being washed and renewed in what is true, what God's intention is for our life. And, of course, the enemy would want nothing more than to 
honestly get in the way of that, to distract us and to place other things in our lives and idols or maybe even our circumstances, use those things against us. Like we're told that like as life unfolds, like we're going to have struggles. We're going to have just the world and the enemy poking and prodding in our lives alongside our flesh. You know, like our flesh can sometimes lead us astray too. Oftentimes it leads us astray. And so when we're keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and we are renewing our mind in the truth, we're renewing and storing away in our heart the word of God and, you know, abiding in that intimate walk with him, we're able to fight and combat our flesh. We're able to, for one, conquer those lies and even say absolutely not to those distractions that Satan tries to kind of dangle in our lives and pull us away from God with. We're able to do that through knowing the scripture. So that's why we're always like scripture, scripture, because like scripture is the weapon. Scripture is what transforms our heart and protects us, shields us because it's God's word for us. And so anyways, I, I think that's such a good point that we started with last episode on who God says we are, because foundationally, we need to know who we are. We need to know who our God is. And he lays it all out in scripture for us. And then he gives us everything we need to know about who we are and who he calls us to be as sons and daughters of of him. Yeah. And something that was kind of just put on my heart was I wanted to share that soul quote that we had talked about. Should I do that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, okay. So there's this quote by this man named Thomas Merton, and it says, To be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything he has given us. And he has given us everything. Every breath we draw is a gift of his love. Every moment of existence is a grace, for it brings with it immense graces from him. Gratitude, therefore, takes nothing for granted. It is never unresponsive. It is constantly awakening to new wonder and to praise of the goodness of God. For the grateful person knows that God is good, not by hearsay, but by experience. And that is what makes all the difference. And I wanted to share that because I thought that that was so powerful. And even just a reflection to take a moment of like, God is present in every moment of our lives. There's not been a moment you've walked through, whether it was the most joyful time of your life, or maybe it was a moment of deep affliction or a struggle or just like, what is happening? Like God has been present in all those moments. And the gratitude we can draw from that is that we have a faithful father. And his word even says like, he turns everything into something good and beautiful in that process, whether it's joyful seasons or really hard times where you're just trying to figure things out. God is so gracious to show us new portions of him. And so being able to see new portions of Jesus is just, it does something infinitely to your heart, to your confidence, to your identity. But to be able to really draw from that grace, to draw from that confidence of knowing who he is and knowing who we are is to lean into that. And so that's where today's focus is going to be is when we find ourselves, we're going to be talking about the things that are going to, you know, our struggles, things that try to pull us away from that. And instead of letting that happen, we want to encourage you to, in these moments, lean into Jesus so that you can conquer these thieves that try and poke and prod and take you away from the presence of God and the love that we all need and just truly being able to walk in that confidence of who he says we are. Yeah, exactly. And I think that starting with gratitude is such an important piece. And I love that we started with that quote. That's such a great reminder of when we find ourselves battling, even in our minds, we can choose to 
conquer these places and we can choose to combat them with the words that God has for us, with the gratitude, with looking at what he's already done for us so that we can live in victory. Yeah. And today when we're covering these identity thieves, the places where we're robbed of that identity, we do have victory, you guys. We have we have freedom. And I really love that we start there of we do have everything that we need in Jesus, everything that he's done for us on the cross. We have everything that we need. And so now it's figuring out how to live that way. You know, something I even want to say to that is faith. We live that out and we we trust that by pure faith. And that's faith in who he is and what his word says. And honestly, too, something that's I think is so fascinating and just so amazing about the Bible is that it's all these stories, all these different lives that God uses to tell his story through their lives. And every story is in its own way. There's layers to scripture where we can understand and pull and relate to these people that God uses because they're all broken people who are chosen by God to walk in a trusting and faithful relationship with him. And you see how that pans out in their lives. And that's like the most beautiful thing is like yours is saying, Brookie, like the victory's won. Those who are in Christ, the battle's won. Now it's like we get to read this word and be encouraged by it. Even this community that we're building here with Soul Talk is that we have each other to link arm in arm, to pray for each other, to encourage, to get in the word, to know those truths and to be able to just keep running the race and in the right direction and not take any detours, you know? And if, hey, if we take a detour, which it's bound to happen in times, you know, we fall short sometimes, we have that community, we have that truth to be able to bring us back. I think it's important to recognize if you don't have that firm foundation of your identity, it's easy to look to everything else to give you that sense of security or that sense of like, who am I? Just like what we were talking about in the last episode. And you'll ultimately find yourself looking to everything else instead of God and instead of his word. And what we want to encourage is to find that deep identity found only in Christ, only in the God who created you. So when we're looking at things that maybe take us away from that, we can really begin to understand how to conquer those things. So with that being said, we kind of narrowed it down and we decided we were just going to touch base on three identity thieves. So let's first dive into relationships. Yeah, and this one is pretty easy to find yourself in. It's really where we start to look to others to give us our identity. That could look like our family. It could look like our significant other, like our boyfriend or even a husband. The other way that we can look to other people to give us that identity is even through our friendships. Yeah. Which is so relatable. I think that we can look back and see a time in our life where we did give our identity to other people. And it's natural to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is not knowing our true identity in Christ or having that deep, committed walk with him it leaves us exposed to everything. And so when we don't have that deep understanding, that awareness of like who he says we are, we're so prone to just be left open for anything to have its influence on us. You just said it, it's like those different dynamics, like family are significant other. If you're dating, if you know you have friend groups that 
You know, you just kind of look and observe and then you take pieces of whatever that is. Or maybe it's others who project who they want you to be or who they're trying to mold you into being. And it could be something that's completely apart from who God says you are and even walking in that true freedom. And so we have to understand that knowing the truth and knowing our true identity, that is protection. It's protection for our mind, our heart, our soul. And if we're just open with no truth to protect us, we're open to be ambushed at any time by the enemy by culture, and by these others. So that's why it's so important and we want to encourage each other to have that truth stored away so that honestly it serves as a protection as what comes in and what goes out of our hearts. Yeah, and and it's finding those boundaries of where do I end and where does another person begin? Because sometimes when you lack boundaries, you find yourself just looking to everyone else to give you that sense of identity or that sense of purpose. And the thing that's really beautiful is God created us for relationship, but he also created each of us with a distinct personality, with a distinct even fingerprint. He made us each unique. The beautiful thing is when we can live out our identity with other people and then they can be their true identity and their true selves. That's really good. And honestly, something that just crossed my mind when you had said that was just like the thought of how confusing that would be if we were just to, you know, base our identity or like base our next move or next thought on what other people say or maybe project. And like that would just be really hard. And I think like the beautiful thing is even Isaiah 48 says, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. And just that thought of like God is the same yesterday, today, and every day. To know that when we receive the word, when we receive the truth and we trust that and we walk in faith to that, like it never changes. So the confusion, it's gone and we're given clarity because we know that he is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And so even that alone, like I don't know about you guys, but like I crave steadfast love. Like I crave the steadfast clarity and peace and comfort and that can only come from God and living out that truth and trusting his word sometimes we start in a place like when we're growing up and we're maturing with age and time like it can be so hard to right off the bat just know this truth and to live that out I mean we're not living a perfect understanding of our identity there's growth in that if you're just now starting a relationship with Jesus for the first time don't put this pressure on yourself as if gosh I know nothing like you know, the word is intimidating. I should have known all of it already, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't feel that way. Like, just open the word and begin because God is so faithful to meet you where you're at. And just like, you know, the reference of like a child, like as we're growing, like our capacity, our mental, emotional, spiritual capacity is growing. And that's the beauty is that wherever we're at today, we can begin today and tomorrow we're going to know more than we did the day before. That's the gift in scripture. That's the gift in an intimate walk with God is that he doesn't leave his children to fend for themselves. He's even called, like Jesus is called the shepherd, like the great shepherd, and he shepherds his children. And so, yeah, I just, I thought that that was something that crossed my mind. You know, what what was that one analogy you shared with me earlier? Yeah, so like you said, it takes time to figure out our identity. It takes time to mature and who God's created each of us to be. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I look back on even my teenage years where I struggled the most with my identity, I look to other people to give me that sense of security or that sense of belonging. I went to a 
Christian counselor and all of my counselors have been such a huge portion of me figuring out my identity. And so I reference back to this analogy that she gave me. It was probably like 10 years now. And I think about it pretty often. She basically shared that when you don't have a sense of your identity, it's kind of like there's a sign above your head and it's blank. Every person that you come into relationship with or you come into contact with, you're basically giving them the pen and saying, hey, can you like write my identity above my head? That's what we're referring to is when we look to others to give us our identity, that's what it, it looks like. We're basically giving each person a marker or a pen to write our identities for us. The dangerous piece of that is that's not how God intended it to be. Because each person, depending who they are, they might write something totally different and it might be harmful. It might be a word that was never supposed to be spoken over you. When you lack those boundaries, when you lack that understanding, you end up agreeing with all these different labels of who you were created to be. I remember my counselor walking with me through basically putting truth to that sign above my head. And it's not blank anymore. That's where you find that firm foundation in your identity when you can put truth above your head of, okay, this is who God's created me to be. And when others come around, they're able to affirm, yes, that's who God created you to be. They're not going to take the marker and, you know, cross it out. And that's where it just, it comes with maturing. It comes with intention. Would you identify yourself with somebody who doesn't have anything above their head? And maybe looking to other people around you to give you that sense of identity, to give you that sense of purpose. And if you are, that's okay, because I think we've all found ourselves in a season of life like that. But I do want to say that you can and you do have the power to write truth and to write it upon your heart to where nobody's going to scratch that out or nobody is going to be able to take that away from you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's God's promises. And when you really do trust and believe in those things and start to exercise those things, like you you begin to actually experience the truth themselves. And it does, it creates that boundary line of protection that nobody has access to a pen to just write whatever they want. And instead, you are like, actually, this is who God says I am. This is what God says is good and safe. And this is how you love and honor and are gentle with other people. This is how you're patient. Like there's just all these things that come in play with when you know your identity and you know even like the fruit that comes from truly knowing Jesus and thus being able to experience that in the deepest part of your own heart. Because people will see that and two things could happen. One, someone will see it and be like, wow, like, it's such a light and such an encouragement and they'll also know how to treat you and they might even ask you like wow like you walk in such a manner you walk in such a confidence and you can give an answer as to why it's because I know Jesus I know the truth of who God is and who he says I am and I walk in that I mean that's a good way to share Jesus with another person that's a good way to live by example but two it's a good way to also set that boundary line to where someone knows that you know who you are and you know if they want to be a part of your life they're going to honor and respect it yeah and it's really true and powerful it's so true and but then there's also a second example is that the enemy will come and poke and prod and there's types of people that will see that 
and they're like, oh no, you know, like what can I do to like derail this? What can I do to maybe get around this somehow? There has to be a weak point. And I speak this from just like a past, like past experiences of, you know, the thing is, is let's just be honest, guys. There's people in life that will target you. There's going to be people with not good motives, not good intentions. And sometimes it's in our family. Sometimes it's in relationships. It's in where we're working. Like there's so many things that unfortunately we have to be on guard with. But the truth is what we're going to be able to rebuke those things with are going to be the boundary lines that does not allow somebody to cross those lines. Even in relationships, when we're experiencing affliction through these different ways, it serves in a way where we can actually reflect and see that the word really is living out in our lives because we're able to say no to something that maybe we weren't able to say no to in the past or we're able to completely rebuke something that someone's trying to project on us mm. that has no room in your mind or your heart anymore because you know who you are right. and you know who God says. Yeah. And so there's so much good that can come from both spectrums. But to be able to experience the goodness is to make sure that we are embedded in the truth and like embedded in that relationship we have with Jesus and like trusting that and living it out. I feel passionate about this specific topic of relationships because as we all can I think agree is we've experienced really hard places in relationships growing up even in your adult age like you're gonna have struggles with boundaries and relationships because relationships can be messy but they can be a beautiful messy with the truth and with that intimate walk with Jesus when we're seeking him throughout those moments. I think the area of relationships is so complicated sometimes and it can be messy but the thing is, is when we have safe people in our life and they point us back to who God says that we are, you can rely on those people because God did create relationships and he created them with a purpose and he created them to reflect his goodness. And so whenever you're finding yourselves in these places of maybe you are putting your identity in what other people say about you, just make sure that their words are life-giving and encouraging and coming from the scripture or coming from something that God himself has spoken over you. We can test those words. Whenever people are speaking identity over us, we can always test them by prayer and asking God, is this who you've called me to be? And, you know, God really is faithful to reveal who those safe people are to us. And so that's my encouragement is find those safe people who can really point to who God's created you to be because we all need that. We need reminders and I love in John 8, 32, it says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When we live in the truth, when we live in the God-given purposes and identity that he has for us, that is where we find our freedom. Yeah. And then we're able to then turn around and speak that same truth and identity over other people in a life-giving way. Yeah. And so I just love that topic of relationships. Obviously, we can spend hours and hours <laughs> yeah. talking about relationships but really our encouragement is don't let what other people say to be the end-all be-all of who God's created you to be really truly go to the source and ask him who have you created me to be and that's how we can conquer that identity thief that yeah. so many of us find ourselves in I think the second point is something that um, I think we can all also relate to at some point in our life or maybe even currently. And so second one being performance. When we look to what we do or accomplish to give us our identity, 
we realize how exhausting that really is. That's just not what God would have for us. He would not want us to base our life on what we can accomplish and what we can do to be the source of who we are. And I think we can all identify ourselves in performance in different ways, just like relationships. This can show up in many different ways, a few of them being your job status, how much money you make, what role that you're given, um, the company that you work for. Yeah. Another way is your activities. Maybe you find your identity in the sport that you love or maybe something that you're really gifted and talented in. Maybe a musician. You can find your identity a little too much in those areas that you love. Another way is if you're in school, you can start to put your identity in your grades or in your master's program or anything like that that we start to put too much weight in. Maybe even as a Christian, we can start to put our performance in the ways that we serve at church or in the ways that we volunteer our time or maybe in a missionary program. And the thing is, is when we start to put our identity in these things, it starts to take us away from what Jesus has done for us. And we start to put all of the accomplishment onto us. And that was never what God intended us to do. And I think that this area, it sneaks up on us because we all find ourselves in different areas of life where we're maybe we find ourselves excelling in these areas. And so we find it easy to put our identity in those places. Or we might find ourselves really discouraged if an area like this is taken away from us because we realize how much of our identity was placed in the wrong place. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is like these things aren't bad things to want to excel in, want to do well in, or even just like have as like something that your heart really does enjoy and takes delight in, you know. But the thing is, is making sure that Jesus is always number one. Like the priorities have to be right. Like him first, then everything else will follow and it will fall in like a healthy way thing is is like performance really does i think stem from different areas just like all things we could have even pinpointed relationship stuff could stem from different aspects depending on how you grew up what family you were born into like how things kind of have just transpired over the years in your own life and the beautiful thing about our lives is that you know obviously not all of us have the same kind of life like we grew up differently but God's word still is like you were saying earlier is like it's applicable to every aspect of life and every life that God's created and brought forth. And so with that being said, we know there's a spectrum as to why maybe there's certain things that some of us struggle with and some don't. Like identity thieves in general. These things can stem from different places. Maybe it stems from like a place of abandonment as a young kid, you know, that you seek these places to excel in because internally you feel that if you amount to these different things that then you would amount to receive love from other people or even just acceptance and it's just that's a lie from the enemy and it's kind of like uprooting something that was planted a long time ago and replacing with the truth of like look like God loves you if you were to do nothing for the rest of your life but sit and just be with him like he loves you as much yesterday today as he will tomorrow And that's apart from your performance. Maybe there's even places in your life where you really seek your identity and performance because it's a distraction to escape tough seasons of life 
or just in general to avoid the emotional intellect. Sometimes I think that we can try and distract ourselves by staying constantly busy doing something or fixed on a goal, fixed on a, you know, you fill in the blank for whatever it is, just so that we don't have to really process or work through something that God's highlighting in your heart that, hey, like this is unhealed or hey, like this is something that we need to work through so that you're able to actually live out and walk in that true identity like I've already placed over you. In order to do that, you have to be honest and like work through certain things from your past, from even like present day that you have to be willing to surrender and lay at the feet of Jesus for him to help you work through and then move forward. And again, having him as, you know, number one and then all the other things flowing from that. You're so right. And I think it is so much easier to look into what we do or what we accomplish and kind of, like you said, distract ourselves from the things around us. There's actually this analogy that one of our friends shared with us, and I think it would be a really good picture of kind of what this looks like. Um, It's about how buffaloes respond to a storm. And basically, the analogy is buffaloes actually run towards the storm because they know once they get to the middle of the storm, it'll be passing over them. And I think that's a really powerful picture because instead of running away from the storm, and finding them in it even longer, they run towards it. And so it passes by so much quicker. Yeah. And I think it goes the same for us. Whenever we face challenges head on and not try to distract ourselves or mask it with how well we're doing. Yeah. I think that's where we really truly conquer these areas where God is leading us to, to find freedom, to find our identities it's actually a temptation that we all find ourselves in is to put our worth and our identity in things of the world because the things of the world are things that we can see right now. We can see it in an instant and a lot of us are accustomed to seeking instant gratification of if I do this, then I will receive this and then everyone else will think I'm amazing. So it's really good to identify even that because that right there, like we really have to be honest with ourselves. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? And, you know, distraction can show up in different ways. Like that right there, is it a distraction in the way of receiving attention and worth found in these things? And I mean, I think we've all even been there. And when we find we're idolizing those things in that way, like being able to like repent and turn back and be like, oh, Jesus, you are who you say you are and that all I do should be done to glorify you and to honor you with my life and not myself. That's so true because performance puts it all back on us and it kind of leads me to this scripture found in Luke 4 and this is actually when Jesus was led by the spirit to the wilderness and this is where Satan was tempting Jesus for 40 days and 40 nights to basically put him in a trap and to test the Lord and see if he would bow down and worship him. And the piece that really stood out to me is in Luke 4, 5. It says, so he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. The devil said to him, I will give you their splendor and all this authority because it has been given over to me and I can give it to anyone I want. If you then will worship me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. 
And I think that we find ourselves in this same temptation. For instance, these areas that we find ourselves putting our identity in, it is tempting us to take our eyes off of who God is and who he's created us to be, but also giving him all of the glory. Because when we put ourselves in our performance, it's all up to what we've accomplished, and therefore it's taking our eyes off of him. It's putting all eyes on straight to you. Something that was highlighted in my mind as you were saying that is, you know, with there being a spectrum of why we, you know, lose our identity and performance, I think ultimately it's more so a reflection of the heart. Like we actually need to take a second to look at our hearts and actually ask ourselves like, why do I base my identity in my performance? And to evaluate in your heart, like where that stems from and give it back to Jesus and be like, God, if my life is not honoring you in these ways, if I'm not doing this to reflect you and to honor you and to share you with all those around me, then I'm doing this for nothing. And in fact, like what I'm doing, it leads me to a place of discontentment. It leads me to a place of just confusion. It leads me to a place of racing towards something that is never going to truly fill the void in our hearts of of what is found in Jesus. And so we're just going to be endlessly running this cycle of performance, 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 and ultimately forfeiting the most beautiful existence we could have and identity and purpose that we could have in Jesus. You're absolutely right. And that's where when we look to what Jesus has already done for us, he's already chosen us. He's already loved us. He's already given us everything that we need to live out our identity. And we don't have to add anything extra. We don't have to prove ourselves. We don't have to continue to try hard enough and to be good enough. We are good enough because he says that we are. And that's so much freedom when we can let go of everything of, you know, if I quit my job tomorrow, if I'm fired from my job tomorrow, I'm still good enough. I'm still loved. I'm still forgiven. When you base your identity and your performance, it's always going to be changing. And so we really want to just emphasize what Jesus has done for us and who he calls us to be. The third area that we can find ourselves putting our identity in is in materialism. And that's when we put our identity or our worth into things that we have or we don't have. It goes hand in hand with performance because it's always changing and it's putting our trust in our circumstances, which like We all know they're always going to change. The next best thing is always going to come out. And so it always leaves us chasing after the newest, greatest gadget or house or car. Just like it trying to attain some look on even social media. It's such a shallow place to find identity because Mm. it's just on a material. It's on a thing that is here today, gone tomorrow. When we're trying to place ourselves in a category based on what we have, or maybe even like putting ourselves down from what we don't have, we find ourselves in that position, not only falling into materialism as a trap and a thief to pull us away, but we also see ourselves in a comparison trap because ultimately materialism and comparison, I feel like go hand in hand. This area of life really does rob us of our true identity and really getting to walk in the confidence, the peace and the joy that comes from just knowing who Jesus is and knowing who he says we are. In Matthew 6, 19 through 21, where he addresses materialism. And the scripture says, Don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. 
But collect for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth or rust destroys, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is the darkness? No one can be a slave to two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot be slaves of God and of money. That's so powerful, you guys, because again, it goes back to the heart. Are we completely forfeiting that truth and settling for something so fleeting and lifeless, which is materialism's? Like, we've really got to identify that in our lives and be honest with ourselves. And we have to make a choice. Who are we Who are we serving? Do we serve the God who saves, the God who gives life and life in abundance? Or are we serving materialism that is fleeting, that offers nothing but shallow affirmation? It always leaves you wanting more because there's nothing about that that fills the eternal void of not having of the true identity that we have in Christ. Yeah, and truly that scripture is what gave us the inspiration for this episode of not allowing the thieves to break in and steal what we've stored up. Because whenever we store up things that are worldly or of, uh, like what you said, really shallow, it can easily be robbed from us. And so I love that scripture. I think that's such a key point of what God is trying to show us is we can't serve two masters. We can't put our hope and our trust in the money that we have or the things that we attain or the house that we live in. We really truly have to put our trust and our hope all the way fully in him. The way that we can do that is first becoming aware. And that's where that first A comes in. If you haven't listened to the last episode, you might not know what we're referencing But we have three ways that we can really implement this in a practical and easy way. And so the first A is awareness. And it all starts with becoming aware of who God is and who he's called us to be. That looks like acknowledging where we've placed our identity. Like the areas that we've talked about today, maybe you have found yourself placing your identity in what others say about you in those areas of relationship. Maybe you find yourself more relating to performance and basing your identity off of what you do and what you accomplish. And maybe you find yourself in the area of materialism and comparison of allowing those places to rob you from what God is calling you to. And wherever you find yourself, that's where we can bring it to God and we can repent. We can lay those things at his feet. A beautiful way to think of repentance is to turn away from something and to turn back to God. Yeah. And I always love that picture because whenever we turn away from something that we've been living in, we turn towards God and he's ready to welcome us in with loving arms. He's ready to speak that identity over you. Yeah. So once we become aware of that, our second A is acceptance. It's accepting those truths and accepting that our identity is fully found in Christ and not of things of this world. And, you know, we can even share 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And that's a beautiful picture of realizing that, like, when we accept these truths, our life is going to be different. It's going to be the true identity that God had always 
planned for us to live out and experience. And that's an intimate walk and relationship with Jesus. Psalm 23, 3 even says he restores our soul and he guides us into righteousness. So when we accept these truths, it not only allows us to walk in that God-given identity, but it restores our soul and it guides us on the path that was always meant for us. And it leads us into that third A, which is going to be action. And it's when we've become aware of these things, now we've accepted them. Now our action is to respond to the truth that we've been given. And so we replace those lies with the truth. And these are three steps that we can actively walk in and actively receive the identity that God would have for us. I always love the three steps because it gives a clear understanding of how to do this because it can be so easy to be distracted and it can be so easy to feel like everything is trying to speak identity over you. That's where it is true that we are going to have struggles in this world. We are going to be faced with these areas of temptations, these areas that are wanting to pull us away from what we're called to do. Ultimately, we just have to stay aware and accept that truth that God has for us and then live in that way. And I'm so excited because in our next episode, we are going to share more about what does that look like to actively live in your identity and to live confidently. It doesn't matter what anyone has called you or even what you've called yourself because there's only one who has the authority to tell you who you are, and that's God himself. When we recognize that God wants us to know who we are, he wants us to live confidently, and he wants us to walk in the plans that he has for us. It's through responding in action to the knowing of God and who he says we are and how he calls us to live according to his word as his children that we walk in the way of life. It's through him that we're able to do that. And so I think that's really, really powerful. And it reminded me of this quote that said, our human abilities aren't enough to keep us together, but God is able and is enough. And I think that alone should just calm our minds. That should calm our heart. And honestly, just like encourage us in a way that just brings so much joy is that God is enough. The word is there and it's the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And we don't have to fear that the rug's going to be pulled out from under our feet and something's going to change with God's word tomorrow. It doesn't. God's word remains the same. And we have a constant anchor. We have a constant foundation that is built to sustain us. It's built to keep us connected to our creator. And that's God. And, you know, it reminds me, I know we say it all the time, but the vine and the branches is that God is the vine and we're the branches, you guys. When we abide and we remain in him, he remains in us. And that is our anchor. That is our encouragement. When we're facing these areas where we're having to apply the three A's, like when we wake up each morning, we get to choose Jesus. We get to choose to lock our eyes on him and to live in that joy, to live in that freedom, and to live in that confidence of who he is and who he says we are. Absolutely. And that's where we find our life. And I'm just so thankful for this episode. I'm thankful for ways that we can conquer those areas that we struggle in the areas that we find ourselves in, in different seasons of our life. And so to wrap it up, we wanted to end off with our soul scripture of today. It's coming from Matthew 16, verse 24 and 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for me will find it. And let that just be an encouragement and a reminder 
that when we let go of these old ways of living and we let go of places that we've put our identity and we pick up our cross, we deny ourselves and we follow Jesus, that is where we will find it. That's where we find our life, you guys. And so let that just remain on your heart this week and stay tuned for part three. We're so excited to go into what this looks like, how to live in our identity and how to find confidence in who God's created us to be. Yeah, guys, we really hope that this episode was encouraging, could be insightful in different ways and maybe even just like help us all to really reflect, look into our hearts and see what we can lay at Jesus's feet and walk free from today. We're so happy that we're getting to go through this series together. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Soul Talk Podcast with two T's. And stay connected, you guys. We cannot wait to hear from you.